Hello, everyone. Uh, Brent here, uh, just starting off the show with a little note. Uh, as you may remember from the last episode, we said we were going to be recording, probably all in person, and with our good friend and uh, occasional co-host, Corina. Uh, unfortunately, uh, <laughs> due to a series of changes in a bunch of our schedules, uh, that did not happen. <laughs> so, um, as you will hear, uh, we have recorded in separate places, different times, different people. Um, so the audio quality may kind of sound a little different from uh, segment to segment. But uh, hopefully it all turns into a cohesive show that you can enjoy for years to come. With that note, uh, let's start the show. Uh, Kirby Crackle, if you would please. Set your phasers to sexy. Thank you, Brent, I guess. Maybe he introduced us. I don't know. I'm Ryan, and I'm here with... Ed. Hey, Ed. I guess I'm a guest on the news today. You're a guest on the news. So we're going to handle the news department. Yes. <laughs> all the pr- news is fit to print. All the or, news I guess not I print. is fit to print. Not print, Digitally. because this is, this is audio. All the news that's fit to hear. There we go. So what do you got in the news, Ryan? Okay, here we go. We got trailers. We got new trailers. We got... Well, we got... So we can't because of copyright and we can't afford it. We have big game trailers. Big game trailers, Super Bowl. Well, I guess if you're reporting news, can't you say there's Super Bowl? I don't know. We're not monetizing it. No. Well, (laughs) I wish we were. Well, that there was one trailer that dropped. That's the drop. That blew my mind. But what's on your list, Ryan? We'll start with that one. Um, We got a a full trailer for the Flash. So good. As as this stuff is going around on the internet, that trailer is so good it makes you forget everything Ezra Miller ever did. Exactly. <laughs> Ezra who? Oh man. I saw this one I saw one clip this morning and it's uh that one remember the episode of The Simpsons when they're at the petting zoo and there's all the little baby sheep and they're like, Oh, oh, oh and then they, the older sheep starts getting yeah. they're like, Get out of the way. Yeah, not you. Yeah. So they somebody put that and edited like it starts off with Ben Affleck Batman's face on the sheep and they're like, Oh and then the new super supergirl like, Oh and then Michael Keaton Batman is like, Oh, and then all of a sudden, Ezra Miller sheep like, get out of the way. Yeah. No, I, I know that like Ezra Miller's has a very troubled life. Yes. Um, we have reported uh, on this uh, yeah. on it many times. And there's so and- you know, and that was the one thing going through is like what will happen with the Flash movie. Yeah. That three seconds, and okay. We're obviously spoiling. Everybody knows. Yeah, Michael Keaton is back as Batman in the trailer. He even says, yeah, yes, I'm Batman. I'm Batman. 
And then I, I saw that on the big screen in a theater with maybe 20 people. I'm sitting there by myself because I was there to see Quantumania. And I just I giggled to myself. <laughs> Resaw it. Saw Quantumania again yesterday, yep. and I still get chills. I've watched that trailer so many times. I'm not ex- like, yeah, okay. I'm excited for one of the last installments of the DC universe as we know it, like the whole Snyderverse. Yep. The fact that we get Michael Keaton back as Batman, I am so excited for because Michael Keaton, no matter what, in the history of all the world, Batman '89 is my favorite movie of all time. Michael Keaton is my favorite Batman of all time. Yep. Just even. Uh, you see it on Instagram, the pictures of them showing Batman 89, like Batman in 89 with the suit and Batman in 2023 with the suit. No. The suit upgrades are so good. Yeah. Like it's just, just the technology and the product that they're using to make the new suit looks so much better than the original. Oh yeah. Like, yes, it's, it's an update of 89, but just the cow looks so much better. Everything looks so much better. Seeing him jump when he, when he dives down and swoops and grabs people and it, it looks yeah. like it, it's like okay this action fitting of 89 but it also like it's action scenes out of the video game yes like they're using great. you know they're using cgi or whatever oh, yeah. but, but it, it's one of those it it's like 89 to me is one of my it is my favorite movie of all time i love that movie even after the day after the trailer dropped after the big game i'm like Pfft. Let's go to Crave. Let's put on 89 and watch again. Yep. And it's one of those, like I have Batman on 4K. I have Batman on VHS. I have Batman on DVD. And it's like, huh, I'll just go to Crave and watch well, it again. Yeah, because I want that. fingertips. I want that algorithm to go back in that, yeah, I watched it, 89 you know, is still popular. popular. Yep. People still love Keaton. Oh, yeah. And I'm, even if it's a reduced role and he's not on screen a lot, but I have a feeling, no, he's going to be on screen a lot. Well, the action figures are showing that that just, is Batman. Just from the trailer alone, we see him at, uh, you know, he maybe he's not on it a lot, but he's in it for at least three of the big main set pieces of this movie. Yes. Because we see him in the Batcave, putting on the costume. So clearly we see him, we'll see him ahead of that, out of costume, from the reactions and stuff like the, yeah. that whole, I'm Batman, and he's like, oh my God, and pain and all that. Then we see them... Breaking out Supergirl, yep, or Superwoman or Power Girl, whatever they're going to actually call her in this, yeah, uh, Kara, um, which is a story, you know, and I, I love that they went that route and then having it be her instead of being Kal El, um, as a nice little twist to the to the since they're changing a few other things as far as the, the Flashpoint story goes because yep. you know, Flashpoint story it was Thomas it wasn't Bruce yeah as Batman so if we're going to keep you know we're going to make some changes. I don't care. Let's make a little few. That, that's fine. It just builds on the multiverse. Exactly. Of, it's of another the DC it's multiverse. Like, it's, it's, it's bringing existing comic. pieces. Like same if we happen to get, I don't know, like Brendan Roth back as Superman, even though we got him in legends during that crisis, yep. you know, just, I, I have no problem with them digging deep and pulling back like some other pieces within it just it just grows the whole DC multiverse. Well, exactly. And then I've already said now that those are the, some of these movies like The Batman and Joker are going to be Elseworlds. Yep. So they have they have a multiverse. Yep. It's out there. Eventually, maybe they'll build to Crisis, but that's a future thing. Yeah. Uh, and then so we see that. We see them saving Supergirl, and then we see them flying in the Batwing with her in costume, which yeah. clearly happens much later. Yep. 
So it has at least three main points where we are going to get Michael Keaton Batman. Yep. And we get the Batmobile, and we get the Batwing, and we get the Batcave, and we get Wayne yeah. Manor. We get everything. Yeah. Like no, a- yes. Okay. It is a Flash movie, so we should talk about Flash. I like the one, you know, the whole parent stuff. You know, yep. Yep. Barry has gone and changed time. And then, yeah, just like in Flashpoint, because or at the very least, so he found. So it's interesting. This one isn't so necessarily much uh, changing of time as him traveling through the multiverse. Yeah. I guess. And well, he, he kind of. This universe. He's he's messed up his timeline, trying to bring his mom back. Where then he wipes out all the the metahumans. So now that's what it appears like. That's what it appears like. So it looks like he is going. He's traveling the multiverse to try to grab, like a multiverse Justice League, because, like, yes, we see Ben Affleck back as Batman. I'm assuming probably at that point Zod has taken him out. Yeah. So he's. Because it's interesting because I think in one of the. We see Kara punching Zod. Yeah. So yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be an interesting movie. So I think you know we've lost Batfleck, we've lost Henry, we've lost all the heroes of the Snyderverse. Yeah. So Flash is now going to the other multiverses to try to try to grab somebody. So yeah, he's jumped over to, and I'm calling it Earth eighty nine because that's sort of what they called Earth eighty nine, like in yeah, Crisis. It, the, well, in the, saying, in even the, in the more recent. Uh, crisis book the, the 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 last one that just happened uh they actually put out a new map of the multiverse with a bunch of planets and i think it's called i think it, the batman 89 is 89 yeah so he slips over to earth 89 grabs grabs batman to bring him back over to earth prime yeah whatever you want to call it, earth snyder earth yeah. dc and i'm assuming that's where the supergirl comes from too yeah, she could from, be. She could be in the eighty nine. The eighty nine verse version. Yeah. So, I'm. But, I am super excited yep. for this movie. Movie looks. You know, movie looks decent. And, and once we keep waiting for it, McFarland, you know, in the upcoming. Well, here's a, here's a look at this month's uh, episode of Tales from the Collectiverse, kids. Uh, we're getting new Dark Knight, Batman figures. Yep. So. We've been teased an Ezra Miller Flash figure from this movie so far. And it's just a matter of time before we see a Michael Keaton yeah. Batman. Well, and, and we know we know the DCU is changing with James Gunn. Yep. So we know that's happening. We know that Aquaman and Shazam are still on the slate. Yep. You know, say whatever you want about the, the Snyderverse, the DCU as it was from Man of Steel up until now. Uh, some people think the whole thing was done dirty by DC. There's many missteps. But if you're a fan of the Snyderverse, just enjoy and rejoice. And you're getting your last three movies of the way it is. This movie will set, and James Gunn has said it, this movie sets up his plans. Yeah, this resets the universe. So this... So even if you want to be a continualist, the whole DCU is going to continue. Yeah. It's just Flashpoint is going to rewrite the decks. Yeah. And, but, and, and, and that's what it's supposed to do because that's what it did in the comics. Exactly. And that's, that's how you get New DC 52. Comics and, has a history of doing this. Yeah. So it's only fitting that it's happened in the movie versus. But right. I'm excited. Yeah. I can't wait. 
for like, and, and everybody I've been talking to who is all of our generation who grew up with 89, they're all excited. Yeah. So, so that, at the very least, this movie's got a lot of goodwill because of that. Well, and as the other thing goes around in 1989, it was the very last time you saw Harrison Ford as Indiana Jones and the first time you see Michael Keaton as, as Batman. So here we go. 2023. Indiana Jones is back in Dial of Destiny for Harrison Ford's last time at the character and what could be our last time ever seeing Michael Keaton as Batman. Yep. I still hope they bring that Batgirl movie out somehow. Yeah, I don't know. Who kn- Straight to DVD, I don't I think, care. I guess it all depends on if they actually claimed it as that tax credit thing that they were that they kept saying it was going to be. If they do it as a tax credit, it cannot. they cannot make any money off of it, so we cannot see the light of day. <laughs> Dropping on YouTube is open source. Yeah. But somebody just needs to hack it. Oh, anyways. Oh, you're next. Move on. Um, Fast 10. Fast 10 your seatbelts. Fast 10. Oh, look at that. Oh, that's old. Everyone knows that one. Um, Jason Momoa, bad guy. Yeah. So that sort I love of. How they keep editing him into. He was, he was already in the movies. He was at this point and at this point. And at, yeah, see. Well, that's what. That's what, they, that's what they do in these movies. Well, that's how they were really able to take Tokyo Drift, which was a movie by itself, and mo- work it within the whole franchise. Franchise, yep. um, You know, sort of that retconning stuff where they had no idea what they were doing with anything, and now everything is a cohesive story. Yeah. So, no, I'm excited to see Momo in it. I'm I'm really interested in what Brie Larson's going to be in the movie. Um, you know, Cena's back. Um even um, Helen Mirren back again. Like, yeah. like I, you know, I'd love her in action movies. We get to see Han confront and, uh, and um, what's his name? What's um, Shaw Statham's. Yeah. Shaw. Shaw meet each other. Yep. So that'll be interesting. And then, then we see him say, can you drive? No. So I'm. Yeah. Um, Fans of the franchise. Are you going to get, we're going to enjoy it. Isn't this the second last movie? Are they doing? Yeah. Cause they kind of, yeah, it, it was sort of the, it was going to be one last movie and then now it's one last movie twice. Yeah. I thought so. Okay. So it's fast 10 year seatbelts and then fast 11 year seatbelts. Anyways. Yeah. So we're getting 11th movie, you know, probably what? 25 years of, of fast and furious but yes. hey i'm i'm enjoying them it's always great i still movie. like going back and watching the first one when it's on if it's on tv i'll sit and watch that it's so and then and then thinking of where we where the movie this franchise started and then watching them drive a car in space well and even in the trailer you get a little bit of you know where it's well he even talks about it. we started this yeah you should just drive for pinks and, yeah so it's almost like is the ending of the movie just going to be a drag race? Maybe. You know, but I'm excited. Set, settle things with Jason Momoa in a, in a, in a drag race. Yep. So. so. Looks good. We'll see it. We'll be in the theaters that weekend, probably. The cool thing, though, and I was just thinking, um, you know, it's like, oh, you got Momoa back, but, you know, Roman Reigns would be a great, great spot in that character, but it's like, no, wait a minute. Roman Reigns was already in Hobbs and Shaw, so, you know. But you know, like, uh, who? And then there's someone who's kind of conspicuous in his absence. Is it doesn't look like The Rock is in this at all. Oh, because you know, Rock and Vin don't get yeah. along. So well, no. yeah, that and and uh, and also what's his name? Uh, the one, uh, one of the guys that came to uh, Vin's defense. Uh, one of the guys that was in space, not not the rapper. Who uh, Tyrese? Yeah. He was. He kind of 
was on much more pro uh, pro Vin Diesel and kind of saying stuff about The Rock when The Rock when that whole thing was going oh. on. Well, isn't Tyrese in the trailer? I thought. Oh, I saw he's him. there. He's oh, there. Yeah. No, but that's what I'm saying. But like, that's you know, oh. he's another person that's not friendly with The Rock. Yeah. You know. ah, Rock's got his own things. Oh yeah. So he's you know, his XFL XFL just opened this weekend. Yep. Anyway, okay, and then the third trailer, another one that will we will be there opening weekend, and you may be there for the Canadian premiere. Guardians of the Galaxy three. Yes. Volume three. Yes. This is where someone's dying. Well, the team's not surviving. From the looks of this trailer, the team's not surviving. It's almost like James Gunn's Guardians of the Galaxy Suicide Squad. Yeah. You know, like, um, no, somebody isn't making it. It is almost like it's the last ride. They're, well, they're and insane. It, and they pretty like, much have said, yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, you know, other podcasts I've listened to, you know, the surmised whatever characters survive will probably wind up later on down the road in an Avengers movie at some point. Yeah. But yeah, it's the trailer kind of gives us a bit, really doesn't give us a lot. No. Um, you just know that the high evolutionary is there and you know, he's doing his thing. Um, very much a very James Gunn looking movie now. Cause it's all James Gunn's favorite people. Yeah. You know, like the guy who plays the high evolutionary, I, I can't remember what his name is, you know, Hey, I'm not going to, jump on Google right now to do a quick search when uh, I'm trying to talk, but he is also in Peacemaker because he plays Murr in Peacemaker. Oh, that's the guy who's running the team, the, butterf- yeah. the, the yeah. butterfly. Yeah. And, and you know, James I Gunn thought, is, okay, that, I thought I recognized him. Yes. So James Gunn is very good at reusing a lot of actors he works with yep. because even uh, um, uh, Ratcatcher, is right. Okay. Yeah. She's also in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oh, okay. Yeah. Same actress. Yeah. She's in there too. Nice. Uh, was it Melkor? Again, can't remember her first name. Yeah. I could Google it right now, but hey, we're we're listening to a podcast. Yeah, we're, we're talking about it. Um, but he he does that. Same with Palm Clementif. She was in Suicide Squad. Okay. So Mantis, she was yep. in Suicide Squad as the lounge singer when they're all at the bar saying, you know, here's to being alive in three hours. That's right. Yep. Um, that looks good. You know, we get, we get, sounds like we'll get Rocket's origin. Yep. Because it was the high evolutionary that, that, you know, modified him, that created him. The other cool thing is we are getting the classic look of the Guardians team, the blue, the blue suits. Yes. Um, Um, It also sounds like I've heard uh, Stallone's in this. Yes. Um, And a larger part than he had previously. That's what I've heard is Stakar is back and he has a bigger role with the Ravagers. Um, again, he hasn't showed up in a trailer at all. No. So I'm, so um, interesting. Yeah. I'm always good for Stallone. I want to yeah. see more oh, Stallone. I, I know, I know you love Stallone. So um, I didn't know if you'd heard that. Yeah. No, I'm, I'm, I'm excited. I am excited that they did come out with, um, you know, the classic look of the Guardians team, like right back to what the late sixties, early seventies of the, the blue and the red. Mm-hmm. So we're going to get that. Um, actually speaking of kind of jumping to a different topic, but it is another trailer that was released during the big game. Yep. And it has to do with Stallone, not directly, indirectly. Okay, which one? Uh, Creed 3. Oh, yes. Uh, an updated a, Creed 3 yes, trailer. I, did, I, I, I didn't see it, but I saw it. I saw, the, I popped, I saw the, the thumbnail. I didn't get a chance to watch it yet. We are two weeks away from Creed 3. Oh, shit, really? Yep. I didn't know. It. See, that's... 
I, I, you'd think there'd be more commercials on TV, but it also makes sense now. <laughs> so I was visiting my family for family day, and uh, I don't know if it's A and E or maybe it was A and E. One of the channels was advertising today, starting at noon, Rocky Marathon. And it was gonna be one, two, three, four, five, and Balboa. Well, it uh, makes sense then if, if Creed comes out in a couple of weeks. I yeah. Well, and I was that. doing a Rocky rewatch, so I'm halfway through Rocky Four Director's Cut. Nice. Because I bought that on Google. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was that was new. There was a few updated things that they showed in the trailer. Um, kind of gives you more of an idea of where Adonis has been. Because okay. it sounds like it's several years between Creed Two and Creed Three. Like Adonis is retired. So it's almost like that. Almost like that Rocky Four story where he, was it? Yeah, he's no. coming out of retirement for one last fight, one and this time it's personal. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, Jonathan Majors is in it, and he's hot right now in Quantumania. He is so good as Kang. Yeah, we're gonna get to that. But but when you now see him like playing Damien in Creed Three, yep. and you look at him as like Jonathan Majors. His star is gonna rise. Oh, yeah. no, he he's... is the next big thing. The guy. You know, physically dominating, acting wise, like his deliverance, his his, even just the sound of his voice, he's so good. Yeah. So. And you're gonna be seeing him in a lot of different places. Yes. Yeah. Couple of years. He is going to be the next it. Yep. Like he he is going to be big. Yep. Um, okay, so that's what I got for trailers. Uh, so we've got some little you know, tidbits here and there. Um, they announced we are getting um, or oh, Disney Disney announced we're getting some sequels. We are getting a Toy Story 5 okay, with Tim Allen and uh, Tom Hanks back okay. as Woody and Buzz. Mm-hmm. We are getting a Zootopia 2. Okay. I haven't watched the first one, but the kids love that Zootopia. I, yeah, my kids were a bit younger at that point, so did watch were, Zoot- yeah, said, Zootopia a few times. Right for the first time. Enjoyed that. Uh, Toy Story 4, I still have never seen 4. Yeah, me neither. Um, I have to be in the right... So Toy Story is one of those ones, they're usually good. But they go for the heartstrings. You got to be in the right mood to, mood to be like, okay, I'm going to sit and watch Toy Story today. Yeah, three three was tough because I took the kids to go see that in theater, and three was tough uh, with the ending. Oh yeah, well, uh, saying, four yeah. four just um, I got on Blu-ray, just never watched yeah. it yet. Well, it's on Disney Plus. Yeah. So, um, and then the other big one, Frozen three. Okay, kind of kind of still never watched two again. Watched one a bunch of times because yeah, my two. my kids are. The, you know, they were that right age. My you, kids you are had that two daughters age. that were the right age for the Frozen. Oh yeah, so you know how many times we heard "Let It Go" oh, and yeah. all that kind of stuff. I'm just but, like oh, uh, "Let It Go." Yeah, but hey, Fro- Frozen is a uh, still a hot property. So okay, so now we got a throwback property here for you. There is talk of a sequel to a movie starring Freddie Prince Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt. There's talk of doing. And I know what you did last summer. Sequel um, with that, so like kind of continuing on. I know what you did twenty summers ago. It's sort of well, okay. So Scream Six is coming out in three weeks. Exactly. I just did a rewatch on Paramount of all the oh. Scream movies. So I just watched like Scream one through five. Um, and Scream Five is great. Yeah. Um, and then look, so no, we did, what, how, how many years was between Hall, uh, the Halloween franchise coming back? Well, if you you know if you look at it uh, between seventy eight and twenty eighteen, so you yeah. have forty years of being able to since they wiped all those other ones that yeah. didn't count anymore. So Halloween has done it successfully. Scream has been able to do it successfully. Um, 
even Chucky has been able to transition from the movies into a TV show. Yep. Uh, um, so yeah, uh, almost like I know what you did last summer. I still know what you did last summer. It's sort of a property that kind of dropped after two. You could probably really come back and do it well. Yeah. Introduce a new cast. Kind well, of I was gonna say, what I think Scream is like doing. You, like you did Scream 5 works for me because um, you brought back a couple. Like you had a few of the main characters in there that, and they were vital to the story. Yep. You don't need to bring everybody back, but so just like this, so you bring back Freddie Prince Jr. and Jennifer Love Hewitt and it have, have them, you know, maybe they have a family and it's now someone's after them and they're whatever. I don't care, but you involved them in this story. Yep. Now I'm interested. If it was just another, Oh, I know what you did last summer. I wouldn't yep. be as interested. It'd be a reboot. And then who cares? Yeah. Um, actually, well, and when you look at five, uh, Scream Five, I mean, yep. where they're calling it the requel. Yeah, you know, a reboot, reboot sequel. So it's it's quite possible they've done it well. And I think we're Scream Six, and I can't wait to see it in theater because um, it does look. Yeah, yeah, it's one of the like, my the, youngest, my youngest loves Ghostface. So it's like, okay, yeah. I will take you to see that in theater. The fact that they're taking out of Woodsboro. Yeah, exactly. And, they and they're, they're, all, and they're leaving the small town America. You're going to New York City. Yes. Uh, and you're going to do it way better than uh, Jason Takes Manhattan yeah. <laughs> because uh, you're going to be in there. And unfortunately, I and I hate to say this, I don't think Gail Weathers is making it out of that movie. Oh, if she's in this one, I don't think she's. Oh, she is in it. Oh, is she? Okay. Nev, um, Sydney isn't in it. Yeah. Okay. Nev. Nev didn't Nev's come back. The, that's what I um, obviously, if you've watched five, you know why Dewey isn't in it. Um, so I have a feeling poor Gail Weathers isn't going to make it. No. But I think it is time oh, to no, sure. um, dispatch the original cast. Because, hey, you get Jenna Ortega. She was in five. Now she's in six. She's a huge star now. Yeah. So there's there's the face of the franchise going forward. And I still think you can still keep making screen movies. Oh, yeah. There's always crazy people to put a mask on. There's always a reason why somebody should be Ghostface. Yep. Um, ooh, we got some Amazon Sony Spider Verse news. Okay, so remember there's talk they're making a Silk series. Yes. Now they're doing a Spider Man Noir series. I did see that. I was kind of interested in why it was going to uh, Amazon. Amazon, but I guess like Sony doesn't have their own streaming service. Yeah. Do they? No. And is do we really need another streaming well, exactly. service? So you and might as well have somebody that, give a you know, load of money. So yeah, Sony's paying, the, uh, Amazon's paying them. So why not, right? Yep. Um, and apparently, it's not going to be Peter Parker. Now I know in the comics, I think it is a version of Peter Parker. Like, I don't know if it's Peter or you know, some other take on a slightly adjusted Peter Parker to be Spider-Man Noir. But we'll see when it happens. That so far the reports are it's not going to be uh, Peter Parker Spider-Man, but. I think it should be. But it is going to be like a 50s or 30s. Like it's still going to be like that, yeah, whatever, so, that, that, stor- that storyline, that, that style. Yeah. So it should be interesting. It's still in the noir verse. Yeah. Remember the comic books that came out years and years ago where it was other stories being told in noir? Like yep. I have I have Luke Cage noir. Yeah, there was, was really a whole, cool. they had their whole little, uh, yeah, because it was an X-Men noir. Yeah. Um, I don't think I have the Spider-Man Noir one, which would be nice right now to have because first appearance of Spider-Man Noir is probably went. You know, I'm I'm assuming like a lot of the more recent uh, comic book movie TV show announcements, that first appearance has probably gone up in price. There you go, Ryan just dropped it. That's going to be a big book. Yep. Every time, you know. Hey, 
Um, Look what happened with X-Force number two. Yep. <laughs> 25 cent book, now a $25 book. Exactly. Even, well, uh, Supergirl, Woman of Tomorrow, that series that they said is going to be based on the uh, comic book. Yep. We've sold out of the trade at the store. We've had to order more. And the issue one of that series is like a 50 or $60 wall book. Well, I don't go. know what it was before, but I know we got one on the wall now. So Go on the hunt and see if you can find uh, some of those Spider-Man noir issues and yeah. put her away for the you know retirement fund. There you go. With your silk number ones. Yeah. Um, okay. Ooh. So more, we've got another, some more Marvel. Oh, no, no, Actually, no. Stick with, uh, go back to DC here. But uh, HBO Max News. Okay. Uh, remember how they're working on The Penguin? Yes. Uh, now there's reports that uh, The Batman will be appearing in the series. Well, sorry. Robert Pattinson will be appearing in the series. Don't know if he's going to be there as Batman or as Bruce Wayne. Yes. But he will be making an appearance, at least a little bit of an appearance in this series, which you kind of have to. It's tough to have something in the in that Batinson verse without having yeah. at least Batman show up somewhere. Yeah. You have to have him and or Gordon. Yeah. You have to have some other people other than just the Penguin that were in the movie yep. to set it in that movie verse. Yep. So sounds like that's happening. Uh, we got a new poster for the Marvels. Yeah. And some bad news. It's been bumped to November. I don't consider that bad news. Well, I guess it all depends on why it was bumped. If they're bumping it to work on it, fine. If they're bumping it just to bump it. I think they're bumping it because of the uh, the July slate's going to be pretty busy. Uh, I'd rather see it in November anyways. Mm. So I think November is a good time for the movie to come out. Uh, plus... Uh, you know, I don't really want to get Marvel burned out by that point. Yeah. Because, you know, like we're at Quantumania right now. Mm-hmm. What's next? Guardians in May. Okay. And then like June, June, we're going to have Flash and we're going to have Indiana Jones. Yeah. I would rather, okay, give us Marvels in November. I'll be ready for some yeah, more. I guess, is that the last Marvel? Like, there's no other Marvel movie between? No. Okay. So that's fine. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'll give it to us. I don't mind them. I kind of like thinking about the Marvel releases. Give us one in February. Give us one around free comic book day. And then give us one in the fall. Yep. Like Wakanda Wakanda Forever was in November. Eternals was in November. I don't mind going to the movies at that time of year. I forgot all about Eternals. I was giving people my my opinion on Ant-Man the other day. And I was like, of all four of the new movies, so, you know, Doctor Strange, Thor, Black Panther, and and Ant-Man. Ant-Man's my favorite right now. Totally forgot about Eternals. And so Shang-Chi. Like, yeah. Did Shang-Chi come out since, uh, since Spider-Man? Yeah. Uh, well, Shang-Chi came out, uh, Shang-Chi came out a couple months before Eternals did. Oh, see, I forgot all about that too. Yeah. Thing, uh, yeah. Wow. I, I, I my, my, yeah. Spider-Man we'll No to, Way Home is sort of the, the Yeah, exactly. The That's what I was thinking. Everything since, so yeah. but we'll save that. Put a pin on that. Yeah. Okay. Back to, okay. So, ooh, I found this interesting. So Millennium Media, who I didn't, I was like, oh, who's that? Um, they've revealed the plot for their new reboot of Hellboy. Another We're getting reboot. another reboot, this time written by Mike Bignola. Oh, okay. Or co-written by. It's like, huh, let's, surprise, surprise. We'll have a movie written by the guy that created the character? Sounds like they're doing a take on The Crooked Man, which was one of his, uh, one of the big, the, uh, storylines from Hellboy. Okay. And they're going to be using that as, 
uh, the plot for the movie. No. They're still casting, so there's been no casting news, no nothing, so we don't know if they're bringing back, if they're bringing someone new. I still have to watch the David Harbour one. You haven't watched it? No. Oh, dude, you, you need to give it a shot. I have it on DVD. I just haven't, no, had it. I just it. haven't watched it yet. Uh, like People shit on it, but it feels more like the Hellboy comic to me than the the, the old ones do. The old but, ones are great. I love them. But this one, you know, if you've read Hellboy comics, then that the newer one feels like those comics. I think people would have been more receptive of a new Hellboy movie if we just got a third. Oh, for sure. If we had know, a chance to with Ron Perlman yeah. and um, oh, what's the director's name? Guillermo del, yeah, Toro. del Toro. And wrap up that story that the way that, yeah. yeah that, I would have loved that too. Yeah. No, it was just, but we, I think people del just Del Toro wanted, was way too busy. and Yeah, people just wanted Ron Perlman back one more time. Yeah. So. Um, and then, oh, okay, so just close it out with some James Gunn DC more news. Um, so he's, he likes to play on Twitter Yep. and I guess if somebody had tweeted, there was a, a thing posted on you know, top 10 most wanted DC characters for the new DC universe. Yep. So somebody listed off, it was Nightwing, Marsh, Martian Manhunter, Lobo, Brainiac, Deathstroke, Red Hood, Zatanna, the Court of Owls, Mr. Freeze and John Constantine. Okay. Uh, James Gunn response Will five do? Five out of that list. So he's saying he's saying five out of five people out of the five characters from that list will appear in the DC universe. I'm assuming sooner rather than later, but mm-hmm. maybe you never know. Um, so Nightwing, yeah, I can see Nightwing showing up in the Brave and the Bold. Mm-hmm. If we're gonna have Damien as, as Robin. Why not have references to Nightwing or show Nightwing up in that yep. movie? I don't see Martian Manhunter in anything right away, in anything that they've announced. Uh, unless, yeah, they don't really have anything Justice League-ish yet. Yeah, or or unless he shows up in Lanterns, I guess it's, you know, because it's in space, but... Yeah. Um, Lobo, there's already been talk. I think we'll see Lobo in his own movie before we see him somewhere else. Yeah. Because everybody wants Jason Momoa to play Lobo. Yeah. Uh, Brainiac, I'm not familiar with it. All, I guess that all comes down to what story they do in Superman. Yep. But Brainiac, because Brainiac could easily show up in that. Yep. Uh, Deathstroke could easily be the villain in the in in the Batman movie. Yep. Red Hood, same thing with with you know Nightwing. You could have the whole Bat family show up in Brave and the Bold. Yep. He could even show up in some of those other side ones, right? Like he could show up as as part of uh, the Amanda Waller Peacemaker show. Yep. Uh, Zatanna. Um, she could she could, could be part of Swamp Thing with the whole magic. Yeah, she's a character. You know that. Uh, she could appear in Batman. She, you know, another character could appear anywhere. Yep. Court of Owls. Well, there's an easy villain for your Batman movie too, right? I don't know if you're going to get that one in Brave and Bold or you get that one later, but I can see Court of Owls, but you're going to have to do a lot of explanation for Court of Owls. Yeah. Um, you know, you could take, say, for example, Mr. Freeze. You could take Mr. Freeze and put him in a movie. He has a long enough history. People know who yeah, Mr. Freeze is. Yeah. Court of Owls, unless you were paying attention to comic books 15 years car- ago. Or the cartoons. There's been a few, they've appeared in a few of the, those yeah. straight-to-DVDs. But. Yeah, but again, the, 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 the mass general public is yeah. not going to know what the Court of Owls is. Except, were they not the villain in one of the more recent video games? 
again, the whole the, the general public has no, to know, be playing the video yeah. game. Like, but that's your younger general, you know. Yeah. Your, your video game fans are make up part of the general the general public yeah. of people, but yeah. Anyway, uh, Constantine, yeah, he can show up in same thing. He could be in Swamp Thing, yeah. uh, or because it's still up in the air now. Now, are we getting that Keanu Reeves John Constantine too? I hope we still do. So, but if we do, you know what? I'm fine with that being Elseworlds. I think it's going to be in Elseworlds. I don't think I don't think Constantine's going to be put into the main DCU. Yeah. Not, I don't think that, I can see there being a Constantine, but be, you know, give us more of the British version and have him be part of Swamp Thing. Yeah, but have you know, give, give us a, a continuation of the Keanu Reeves as an Elseworlds. Yeah, I'm happy. Uh that's it for me with news. Do you have any news you want to throw out there? Or are you mm, good? Not really. Okay. Not, not really. I think you covered all the points that I was on my radar. So <laughs> good. Um, okay, so then the other reason we're here is to give uh, we also. Saw Ant-Man. I've seen it twice. Yes, you have, because you went to the Canadian premiere. Yes. Uh, why don't you? Why don't we start with, tell us about the premiere. Well, the, then we'll talk about the movie. But. So uh, the premiere was actually quite awesome. I uh, never expected to get an invite from Disney Studios Canada and Marvel Studios Canada, but uh, I did. So that was quite cool. It was down at the uh, Varsity Theater in Toronto. Uh, Catherine Newton, who plays Cassie Lang, was the featured guest. Um, so I showed up in my Ant-Man cosplay. and uh, Which you can see on his Instagram. Yes. Yeah. Uh, Snowhawk cosplay. That's where you can see it. And uh, my friend Lindsay, she had my, my Wasp cosplay. Uh, so she brought it. And yeah, it was kind of neat. Um, they had a Quantumania photo booth and they had um, some of the like they had Ant-Man and Wasp action figures set up in a glass case. So you get your picture taken with that. Came with a, a t-shirt and lanyard and, and collectible pass that, you know, celebrated the premiere. Um, they also, you know, gave us free concessions. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, and then just before the movie, we were kind of actually sitting down in our seats and one of the organizers came over. He's like, you two come with me real quick. So they actually had us, run over and be on the receiving line as Catherine Newton was coming into the theater. Oh, nice. So she stopped and took, uh, you know, she posted to her Instagram story and took photos and, and, uh, we had her photo taken, um, by the, the official photographer. I ended up finding that photo on the UK daily mail. <laughs> so that was kind of neat. Um, yeah, I've got, I got my Ant-Man helmet on, yeah, but, but, still, but I know it's you me. You know it's you. You yeah, know it's you. I know it's me. Yeah. So, nope, that was quite cool. Um, so yeah, it was really, it was a, it was an amazing. It was a fun experience. Yeah, it was a really amazing day. That's like, awesome. Uh, you know, like really didn't expect it to ever happen. And Ant-Man's been one of my top. Well, you've been doing that. You've been cosplaying Ant-Man since before the movie started, came from the from the first teaser trailer slash images we got. Yeah, you and made even your that that teaser trailer. Because actually, I went back trying to find some of that stuff recently, um, and that teaser trailer—that was a San Diego 2014 teaser. Hmm. That stuff never even showed up in the movie. So, like, I built my whole Ant Man suit off a of one still image of Ant Man running into the elevator and turning around. So, I built that whole suit in like December of 2014, uh, unveiled it like January 2015. So it's. Uh, eight years that I've been cosplaying Ant-Man. Now 
I retired that first Ant-Man suit and I bought a new suit and, and 3D printed all the armor and yeah, bought the Marvel Legends bought the helmet. helmet. So I'm quite happy with the way Ant-Man is right now. Like um, they have a new suit out for Quantumania. I probably won't get it just yeah. because I'm 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 happy with how with my suit looks. Yeah. So. And those suits, it's just like uh, the action figures. They're starting to become like Iron Man suits where it's just like, what's the newest little tweak or color yeah. change? Do I really need it? Yeah. Um, and the, so when we were leaving, one of the cool things was, is they were handing out cookies as you're leaving. Oh, really? So I got a cookie with a, uh, screen printed Quantumania logo on it. Oh, nice. So I'm like, I'm not going to eat that. I'm going to put that in my Ant-Man collection. So I've got a, I've got a Quantumania cookie sitting with my Ant-Man stuff. Hopefully it doesn't get moldy. I don't think it will. It's looks like it's heavily processed. (laughs) Probably another reason why I don't want to eat it, but. We'll get some um, resin, just stick it into a resin block. That is never going to be processed. But no, as far as the whole experience uh, with, with Ant-Man at the premiere, it was amazing. There was a bunch of cosplayers I know there. So it was kind of neat to be able to go and see and hang out with a bunch of people I know during the day and, and then be able to see the movie a week before anyone else. And be sworn to secrecy. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. They, you had to lock your cell phone in a, in a secure bag before the movie. So no, but it was a, it was a fun day. It was a great event now for the movie itself. Um, yeah, so I also went and saw it. I went and caught a, uh, <laughs> I left work early on a Thursday afternoon so I could catch a four o'clock showing, yep. which was great. Uh, there was like 20 people in the theater and that was it. And the movie's done and I'm like, oh, it's like only 6.30 at night. I have the whole night still to do things. Awesome. Yep. Uh, loved it. Loved the movie. It. Well, okay, so I guess we're prefaces yeah. spoilers, spoilers about spoilers, spoilers, spoilers. Okay. We're gonna spoil the hell. We're gonna talk about plot points and characters and everything. Uh if you just wanna hear our thoughts. So yeah, I thought it was great. Fun for the whole family. You can bring kids to see this. Yeah. Um same? Yeah, same. Okay. So now let's get into the okay, So now the, we're gonna spoil the, it. Let's get into the, the meat of the matter. Yeah. It okay. Quantumania it expanded on the Ant-Man universe. Yes. I love Ant-Man and I love Ant-Man and the Wasp. Those are essentially heist movies. Yes. They are basically a lower level hero in in a certain area. Now, after Endgame and all that kind of stuff, Ant-Man is a huge star. At the beginning of the movie, you see everyone knows who Scott Lang is. I love that he's written a book. Yes. And I love that we will be able to buy that book in like a week or two. It's actually being published. (laughs) But the cool thing is, is like, okay, so Ant-Man is out in the world. Everyone knows who Ant-Man is. Everyone knows who the Wasp is. They know that what they did with the Avengers and, and to bring people back. And they're really expanding on that, that you see in other movies. Like where other movies are like, you know, oh, we're so thankful that you brought us back. And, yeah. and you know, like. Or the it, consequences, you know, I was like, yeah, it's not their fault that they're homeless because they got blipped and now they're yeah. back and they can't afford to so rent. And Just like, so the little points that yeah. they're bringing from Falcon the Winter Soldier or the Hawkeye show or, or all that kind of stuff. So, but the fact that they get sucked into the quantum realm. So it really takes them out of a. A universe where it's like, well, why don't you call the other Avengers? Well, first off, there's not a lot of other Avengers around. Yeah. So now you put them into a unexplored place. There are things that happen in Ant-Man and the Wasp where you see the quantum realm where you think the quantum realm is one thing, but this is almost a sub-level underneath the level they were at. Yeah. So this is the deeper level where it expands on this whole universe that yes, there's quantum people and Kang is down there. Kang was banished because time and space do not work there. 
You've got... Somebody defeated him and banished him there. Yes. So you have, you know, you have this whole universe where that exists. You've got Janet who got kind of sucked down there. You've got Kang who was sent there. You've got, well, you got MODOK. Modoc was so good. For a character that you never thought you'd see on the big screen, yeah. they explained it so well. Explained it so well and used the character so well. Yes. So he now, had his own he had he had an arc. Yes. So now spoilers abound. Yep. Modoc is Darren Cross. Darren Cross was Yellow Jacket in the first movie. So they even explain how he shrunk down so far and he got sucked into the quantum realm yeah, because and got man broke him and got rebuilt as Modoc. I laughed every time, every time Modoc was doing something. Oh yeah. Like Corey Stoll was so good and so funny, but the thing was he wasn't trying to be. No. Just the stuff he was saying, he's serious, but it was so ridiculous. Yeah. I, so you could tell that, you know, he's yeah. He's not mentally, he's broken. Yes. Like shrinking, doing all that, it broke him. Like, well, he's got a big head and little baby arms and baby feet, right? Like he got rebuilt, but he's, he, he's broken. Yeah. But it's, he, he is comedy relief, but he's also a killing machine. Yeah. That if, if you're going to bring MODOK in, I think that was the only way you could ever do it. You couldn't have MODOK, like I really don't think you could have MODOK show up in a Captain America movie. It's not going to work. Yeah, no. But in the quantum realm where everything... Where it's so alien? Yeah. Yeah. Like you've got a guy with a laser beam for a head. Yeah. You've got... You've got a guy who produces goo that they make you drink the goo so you can understand. It's like a universal translator. Yeah. And, and he's really interested in how many holes you have. Yeah. So that... You take all that ridiculousness and MODOK made sense. Yeah. And MODOK was done so well. And I actually... Like, I really like the MODOK cartoon with Patton Oswalt. Yeah. They could have even taken Patton Oswalt and have him be MODOK, but Corey Stoll was so good. Well, and it made sense that it was, it's like, oh, okay, cool. I get it. So it's a character from a previous movie yep. that we saw shrink and disappear, and now we know what happened to him. Yep. You know, we have a total resolution, and he got a redemption arc. Yes. Yeah. He, he could, you know, redeem himself. Yeah. Um, the one thing I thought was odd, um, there wasn't a lot of wasp, even though she's in the whole movie. There's not a lot of wasp. Yeah, it is much more about Scott and Cassie. Yes. Um, now it is cool watching Ant Man and Wasp fight together because yep. they are they oh, are a when good they team. work together. You can tell they've been working together. Well, and plus, Ant Man is stronger when he's working with Wasp. Yeah. Like they, and even if you look at Ant Man and the Wasp the second movie they are stronger together yep you tear them apart they're Maybe. not they're not as successful yeah. they in endgame when they get together yes yeah. so ant-man and wasp go together they they are a symbiotic team yep. they strengthen each other up um uh, hank like hank pym great like i like it kind of gave more of depth to michael douglas he's apparently said that he'd come back for a fourth movie but they got to kill him off i think you could probably retire hank pym and yeah. i think it's done quite well like i don't think you need hank and janet anymore no we've seen their story now yeah like there's 
Now you know where Janet's been for 30 years. You explain all that. I think they could easily retire and, you know, live a happy life together wherever they want to shrink down the house and regrow it. Yeah. Cassie, there's a lot of potential there with Cassie and, oh, and she's building totally, on that character. You know, whenever we start getting to more young Avengers stuff, she's totally going to be part of it. Yep. Um, now, also within the Ant-Man and Wasp universe, Ghost is going to be in Thunderbolts. So, you know, you're going to expand on that story. Quantumania is really good. I love the whole world building. I love that it's kind of gone out there to the point where if something like Guardians didn't exist, this movie probably wouldn't be accepted. But I no, think for sure, yeah, good point. I think with Guardians, you Guardians, can, we've got the you know set the the stuff out in space, and yeah. it's out in space, so it can be weird and, and fantastical and all this. And so now we've been able to do the opposite and go, we can shrink down. Yep, it's a whole. It's like a, like like being in space because it's a different universe. Yes, but it's small. Now, talking about other time and space and all that, how oh, I've got to drop a. How good is fucking Kang in this fucking movie? Oh yeah, no, he's. Like He's just chewing up the scenery. He's Kang, just, oh my god, Kang is. I would almost say, like, give us a couple more movies. He is better than Thanos. Yeah, he is. Like he is. Well, just the so, best big bad. Well, exactly. Like we've seen all of the appearances now. Every time we he's showing up so in loki he's there and he's like the last one or whatever the yeah. one that survived. He who remains. Yeah, he was sorry. He who remains, and then he gets killed, which is supposed to unlocks everything else. Yes. And then now we've seen this one that was punished and sent away. Was he sent away by his own people? Or was it or did some Avengers or somebody beat him? I don't think that was quite clear. Well, was no, it? It, was the, it was the Council of Kangs. Was it the Council they, of Kangs? They sent, sent him, him away. away. Okay. But he was but, sort of doing... It's, it, he was going against what the Council of Kangs wanted. Yeah. So they banished him. But now he's dead. So now they're like, oh, well, and I guess... Okay, now I'm touching on the mid credit scene yeah, where well, we, we see, see the, the Council, Council of Kangs, Kangs yeah. and we see every Kang. And it's almost like they're rallying that, wait a minute, the multiverse is ours. That's going to set up the Kang dynasty. That's going to set up the next Avengers yeah. movies. This is going to set well, up Well, they Loki. even make that point. They're like, oh, well, because you know, the universe and everything, maybe it already kind of is there. Like they're, they're, They mess the timelines. They play with them. Um, I think when we got uh, the look of what's coming up for season two of Loki at the end of the first season, did we not see that like there was a giant statue of Kang? Yes. So like it's being run by Kang. Yes. And now in the second bonus scene, we actually get Loki and Mobius. Then Mobius watching a version of Kang. Yes. And so it's like I can't wait for season two of, of Loki. When yeah, at the premiere. Um. The premiere was different because that was the very first time it had ever been seen in Canada. Yeah. So as soon as Loki showed up on screen, it was huge. There was a pop throughout the whole crowd. Yeah. Like people were genuinely excited. Um, so no, it's going to build on the multiverse. The multiverse yep. is the next stage of, of. That's the next phase. That's yeah, what the, this is our that's phase. And which makes sense when you start looking at the movie, now the movies that have come before this, have all slowly been dipping into the multiverse. No Way Home dipped into the multiverse. Multiverse of Madness gave us a glimpse of the multiverse. This yep. this is, you know, really kind of open up the floodgates saying, no, the multiverse is happening. The, like, it's going to expand on it. Yep. Even some of the technology of Kang's stuff, you start looking at it. Like, 
the the time engine for his ship and you start looking at the rings and the way they're going and the first thing i was kind of thinking like okay how does that tie into shang chi how does that tie into ms marvel because all that technology sort of looks very similar is is the rings and shang chi is that part of the multiverse we're going to have the quantum bands in yep. in the marvels so like or, or uh, sorry quasar's um you know we're going to have all of this stuff. Yeah, is it all tied in together? Loki too. Like I'm really excited because I'm really fascinated by the whole idea of the multiverse and variants and all that kind of stuff. I'm also fascinated that there are real elements of this. There is real, uh, don't want to sound like conspiracy theorists, but there is stuff out there that like the whole multiverse theory comes from somewhere. And I'm not doing a deep dive and reading it. Oh, all. you mean like real life type yes, thing? Yeah, real like, life. There's, there's there's quantum theory and quantum relativity and all that. The quantum computing all works on that yeah. theory that there's so the it, same computers that you know, it's very neat yeah. that they that they are expanding on multiple timelines variants, like how things can evolve can happen separate time like at the same time in different universes. Yeah. I'm, I well, find back it to Avengers, right? Endgame. You know, when you travel through time, you're not affecting your time; you're affecting a different timeline. Yeah. So I, I'm really fascinated by it, and I'm really glad that they're expanding on it. Um, Jonathan Majors, as I said earlier during the news, so good, so good as an actor. Like when you're watching him, it's almost okay. Ultron. James Spader was great as Ultron, but Ultron was a voice performance not a physical performance yeah ultron is supposed to be this robot but he's making jokes and it didn't make sense to me i love ultron but he's making jokes and it didn't quite fit with what ultron's supposed to be kang is so serious every single line of dialogue you're watching him like you're you can't help but look at him. Yep. When he talks, you can't help but listen to oh, him. He, de- he demands your attention. And when he starts fighting, like... Oh, yeah. How, like... The, the, the fight scenes with him and Scott at the end there was just so good. Like, it's, you see Thanos. Thanos fights Thanos's Josh Brolin, but it's CGI. Yeah. So, you know, it's... And he's a brawler. He's a big you know, punch, when, grab, when, use the power. So when he's throwing punches, it's like... Like, God damn it, I can't wait to see Creed 3 because if he's throwing punches like that as Kang, imagine when he's in a, in a boxing, boxing movie. Yeah. Like, he's <laughs> so good. And the fact that, okay, they kill off the character. Yep. There's a whole... But then we see a whole multiverse. There's a whole multiverse of them. So it's like, so kill dead, him off. But not. Kill him off as many times as you want. You know he's going to come just, back. Another yeah. version of him is going to come back. And the fact that, okay, so... In the mid credit scene, you see a whole bunch of Kangs. And then you see like three main Kangs kind of talking. Yep. And then the final scene, you see another Kang. And we've seen He Who Remains. How good is Jonathan Majors to be able to play all, all the different, different characters? Yeah. It's the same character, but he plays them different. Yep. Like And like what I said in the news, this guy is going to be the next It thing. He is that damn good. Yep. Like on Paramount Plus, there's that movie Devotion uh, with Glenn Powell. Okay, yeah, it's a movie that takes place in in World War II. I can't wait oh, to shit, watch. He's in that. Yes, I've been trying to watch that, but I didn't know where I could find where it could. But it's on yeah, plus, so Jonathan Majors and Glenn Powell. 
I just it's in my watch list and Paramount Plus just never had time to watch it yet. So yes, him as Kang is so good. Now the next step after this, do we get another Ant-Man and Wasp or now Ant-Man and Wasp, are they going to transition into being the de facto leaders of the Avengers? Yeah. Because at one point, Janet was leader of the Avengers yep. in the comic books. I don't think we really need another Ant-Man and Wasp movie, but Ant-Man and Wasp could quite live on in the rest of the Avengers movies. Oh, for sure. The- like, we need to, you know, they need to be in the Kang Dynasty, yes. and they need to be in Secret Wars. Because, for sure. Because right now, out of the Avengers, who do we have left? Iron Man is gone. Captain America is gone. Yep. Thor isn't a leader. No. Hulk's not a leader. Hulk's not a leader. Doctor Strange is doing, he can be an advisor, but he's not a leader. And he was never, he wasn't an Avenger. Well, basically anybody who fought Thanos is an Avenger. Well, there was a lot of people at the end there though. Yeah. Everybody got brought into that. Well, hey, Cap called them all Avengers Assemble. So anybody there was an Avenger, unless you're like uh, just somebody, uh, uh, you know. Howard the Duck. Yeah. Um but, yeah. but I can see like Ant-Man and Wasp are basically the the, the the last of the Avengers. Because even Captain Marvel, like No, but you got Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yeah. But like right now your Avengers team is so you no, know, so Falcon Cap. Yeah. Winter Soldier. Ant Man and Wasp. Yeah. And and Captain Marvel. But unless she's doing her own thing. Well, and, then, and, then, and then Doctor Strange. So they could both be off doing their yeah. own thing. So you have four for sure. Yeah. Then yeah, then it's like, okay, well, who does, is Spider-Man, even though nobody knows who he is, is he still an Avenger? An Avenger? Well, they probably still recognize him as Avenger. They're, they're bring him in as Spider-Man. But I, people, I would no. just, I know, I'm just sort of throwing yeah. it out there. I'd like to see Hope as the leader of the Avengers. Oh, yeah. No, I could totally see her being the, the leader yeah. of an Avengers team, for sure. So. Um, oh, I think we've... No, that's just it. The movie is spectacular. Yep. Uh, if you look at everything, they're saying the critics are critics are hating it. The audience score is loving it. If you if you look at uh, a certain tomato website, um, if the critics are hating it, I don't know what they're hating it for. Yeah. The only hate I've I've heard people say, oh, the complain about the ending. It doesn't have an ending, or it's like, how does how does how, do, how does it not have an ending? They beat the bad guy. They went home. They saved the day. Yeah. How is it not ended? It's ended. It's wrapped up. This 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 story is done. The, the extra the bonus scene credits lead you know they set up more stuff, but that's also you have to really think this is you know, really this is number one for this is the first movie of Phase Five, yeah. isn't it? So, yeah, it's supposed to open up the next phase. So yeah, so it's it's it is setting up a larger story, but its story is still self contained and done. Yeah. No, there I the only I only had one issue with it, and it's at the end during the final fight scene. They're beating up Kang and then Wasp comes through because the, the, the portal to get out of the quantum realm back into our realm yeah. is open. It's open still. And Kang's about to get in and Wasp comes through and stops it. And, and, then, yeah. and then once they beat Kang, the portal closes. And then they look down on everybody, all the, you know, all the freedom fighters who have beat Kang's, um, Kang's army, or whatever. army. And, you know, Wasp says, let's go home. And then the portal opens. It would have been, I would have just had a line saying, well, now how do we get home? Yeah. And then have the portal open and then they look and then they walk through. Yeah. It was just, all of a sudden the portal's there. 
that's just a little glitchy at my in my opinion. But other than that, um, yeah, because it's like, how did they you know? How did she know that they were going to be able to open up a portal right away back to home? Yeah, because I would have I would have just had that desperation spot where it'd be like, oh crap, how do we get out of here? Yeah, but the other thing is, is Scott has got out of the quantum realm once before in the first movie. Yeah, so I guess they well, could have just you know, even if well, rewired the- stuff and just hit let's go big. But. Yeah. yeah, but that's not how he got out. They had, they had to use the the, the the time machine, right, to get no. out the first time. That was in that was in, in between Ant Man and the Wasp and Endgame. He had to use the quantum quantum tunnel to get out. Yeah, in the first okay, so movie, he, he shrunk down to the quantum realm. But, uh, mm-hmm. but it wasn't as far as they were. I don't think. No, really, no, they so. weren't down but, into yeah. the sub level. In Ant Man and the Wasp, he was at that medium level. Where, he hadn't broken through. Yeah, he hadn't broken through that that whatever that yeah. stratosphere because it looks like, and this is where it's sort of timey wimey stuff because they hadn't quite developed to what the quantum realm is going to be. Yeah, so it, it's almost like Janet kind of came up to meet Henry there because even when she was with Henry, he's like, "This isn't quite what I remember," and she's like, "Yeah, there's there's different levels." Yeah, so it's almost like she came up. To meet him, she, she to found get him out. in a spot. And, yeah. But the movie's fantastic. Yep. I enjoyed it. Um, I loved the parts at the beginning and the end. It kind of bookend it with, with Scott walking down the street, saying hi to people, people recognizing him, taking selfies. He's all like, thinking in his head, all happy, go lucky. And in the end, he's like, wait a minute. Did he say if we killed him, he'd become stronger? Did Did we just unleash something worse? Am I responsible for the destruction of the possible destruction of the entire space, time, and universe? He's like, Oh, well, that's no, I'm sure everything's gonna be fine. And he yeah. just kind of brushes it off and he keeps going on about his day. It's like, yes, that was great. Yep. No, that's very Scott Lang. Yeah. So, but nope, go see it. If you've, if you're on board with all the Marvel movies, I imagine you will be quite pleasantly yeah. surprised exactly. on how much it is. If you hate the Marvel movies, well, then you, then you're not gonna like this one either. You probably Sorry. haven't listened to us for the last 15 minutes. So, yep. so, okay. Uh, so, uh, back to Ben. All right. See you later. Thank you, Ed and Ryan. Uh, I, I think I haven't actually heard what they said, so hopefully it was all nice things. Wait, we're not first? No, because they're doing the news. Oh, okay. That's why uh, he sent me the uh, sent us the news notes. I guess if there was anything we wanted to talk about, but what we really want to talk about is Ant Man Quantumania. Woo! Uh, so you are a big fan of the Ant-Man movies. I like them. Uh, I like them a lot, but usually because they're, they're something a little different. Mm-hmm. Um, this I think is more like, like definitely the, the marvelist of the Marvel movie, <laughs> like Ant-Man movies. Yes. If that makes any sense. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. <laughs> so, uh, I guess let's, let's go for your review. What did you think? Well, like you said, I, I, always really liked the ant-man movies they are definitely up in my top five um i guess we should start like grouping the movies together when we start doing our top reviews yeah there's so many sequels to each of them it's going to be hard to individually mm. put them out but anyway i've always loved ant-man i love um uh, paul rudd um he's great and i love that they're a little bit more comedic than some of the other ant-man or other ant-man movies <laughs> I like that they're a little more comedic than some of the other Marvel movies. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Sorry. So I really enjoyed this one. Um, 
I, I, I liked the whole overall tone. Um, I liked that they were, it, it was serious without being serious. Like it, it was a good setup to uh, Kang, who I think is going to be a really awesome villain for this next mm. phase of the movies. And uh, I mean, and even if you hadn't watched Loki, I mean, I guess the after after credit scene would be confusing, but yeah, I guess we. I'm sure Ryan and Ed have talked spoilers, but yeah, yeah, there's spoilers there in spoilers. our review too. Um, I, I really think that Kang is shaping up to be a pretty awesome and hopefully not overly confusing villain. Mm. Um, but yeah, I I really enjoyed it. I loved all the little quantum people. Um, I liked that we finally got to figure out what. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, who has been doing in the in the quantum realm for thirty years, because I mean that's a long time for her to just be yeah sitting there. Um, and I liked that Cassie got to actually be a character and not just the daughter. Yeah, and I mean third actress to portray Cassie, by the way. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, fair enough. In the first movie, she was what six? She yeah. said, and then in the second movie, I don't remember the second movie very much. Was she in the second movie? I should rewatch um, that movie. I don't remember. I want to say she not. She was still little, little really. though. Like we, I think she was like eight. Yeah, I know we see her in uh, Endgame. Yeah, and then in because, Endgame she was just there briefly. Yeah. To kind of emphasize the time difference between when Scott went into the quantum realm and when he came out after the the snap. Um, so I like that now we get to see her as the rebellious teenager, who's you know had to deal with pretty crappy life of having her dad disappear and you know how she's coping and how she's defining herself as a character so i really liked that and i like that she got to have a suit um and that she denied it for most of the movie (laughs) until she was like okay yes fine i have a suit (laughs) uh yeah so i i really really enjoyed it um What did you think, Brent? Uh, I really, I really liked it. Um, it's not one of my favorite Marvel movies, but it, it's definitely good. Um, it had to do a lot of heavy lifting, like because we now we know because of the the titles of the movies, unless they're completely bullshitting us, that Kang is the the big bad for this phase, including the fact that there's a whole movie named after him, and there's more than one Kang. There's like millions of them so like as i'm watching this movie i'm like this is a different kang than the loki kang yes well there's no way that they can be this well i know but wibbly wobbly timey wimey quantum realm time is different from and you know the time agency is outside of time so like but i was like there's no way that kang could have been is been trapped in the quantum realm and also running the time agency so that was already two kangs that we've seen yeah and then with the with very subtle differences between the two of them. Well, like, the the I would say the one in Loki isn't evil. No, that's I mean, what I was. He's not a bad say. guy. Like, well, he he may have been, but he definitely saw what problems he causes. Like, well, they cause. Yeah. I don't know. How, how do we refer to Kang? The Kangs. The Kangs. All of the Kangs. Yeah. So, it, like, he took preventative measures. That were not particularly nice per se, but he did it in order to, for the better good of everything. That was kind of the the point of Loki. The end of Loki is Sylvie gets her revenge, but at the cost of possibly the universe. And we're starting to see those ripples now. Yeah, 
And then, so this Kang in, in Ant-Man Quantumania is more of the me- megalomaniacal. I can never say yeah. that word. But he, even then, he is more of a conqueror than the Loki Kang was. Yeah, and even then, he like his thing is like he got ejected because the others were afraid of him, supposedly. Yeah. Whatever the true story is. Yeah. But he's definitely the conqueror. Yeah. Um. It, I think again, this is another instance of the MCU above anything else is very, very good at casting. Yes. And Jonathan Majors is like oh, awesome, so good. And he, we we've already seen, interestingly enough, because you said there are differences. We've seen the differences between Loki's Kang, yeah. and this Kang, but you can also see the similarities, and that oh, that's yeah. quite the acting trick. Yeah, no, it's he's <laughs> he was extremely well cast for this role, and mm. I mean, what a a. a burden i suppose he has to bear as a an actor who has to play multiple versions of the same character with subtle differences and is going to be the big bad for i guess this whole phase of yeah. the, of the MCU i'm like that's that's a lot for uh an actor to have to kind of in in deal this with. movie alone we see him talk like as five different kangs that's not even including the the crowd scene where we see the millions and oh, they're yeah, just that, all, that's just all. But shit. like the three in the, I, I guess who are like the head of the Kang Council. <laughs> these are the Kangs we know. No, we know. No, these, these are, are the Kangs, Kangs we, we know. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So we had the Loki Kang. We have the Quantumania the Kang, Kang, and then in the the post credit post credit we ended up with old timey uh, Kang. Can we call him that? Yeah, that was the post-post-credit. Oh, the post-post-credit. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I guess he, he features in both post-credit scenes. Yeah, and then in the other post-credit scene, the pre-post-credit scene? The pre-post-post-credit the mid credit scene. The pre-post-post-credit scene. <laughs> <laughs> Follow that logic. Uh, we get, like, Space Age Kang. We get, I'm not going to say his name because it's stupid, but the Egyptian Kang. Ramatut. No. Ramatut. <laughs> That's awful. I hate it. Uh, and then we get, um, like, High Priest Kang, I suppose. Uh, that's Immortus. Yeah, he sounds like he's been smoking too much. Yeah. And there, um, the uh, the sci-fi one, at least on Wikipedia, is being uh, named the Scarlet Centurion. Although I didn't see any red in his yeah, costume. Yeah, he, he was That's green. another Kang identity that mm. through... Kang is one of those characters that they've retconned as being other characters in the Marvel Universe. So I know you hate the name, but Ramatut first appears in an issue of uh, Fantastic Four before Kang does. And then they retroactively went back and like years and years later, maybe even decades later, said, oh, that's a Kang. Surprise, he was Kang all along. He was Kang all along. (laughs) Yeah, so. I, I'm really looking forward to seeing what Kangs end up in what um, movies, movies and, yeah. and how they interact with the heroes. And I mean, even this Kang in, in Quantumania, he was saying, you know, have you any idea how many Avengers I've killed? Or, mm. you know, when he's like, I'm Ant-Man, he's like, oh, which one are you? I've killed so many. Like, I think I'm like, Ooh. but then, I mean, he, he dies. So, yeah, see, it, like part of me thinks thought and I, I see where they're going and I understand it but part of me thought 
this Kang should have been the big bad Kang for the rest of the series. He he gets out because I thought like because he says like you know time is kind of circular and all all this sort of stuff. Yeah, that he he could be. That he's exiled, yeah. Except the, my idea when we got to that point in the movie was, oh, he was exiled there by the Avengers. They couldn't outright kill him, figure out a way to get rid of him, so they just threw him out of time, and that starts the loop. Is he gets out, like he's already fought the Avengers, but the, or whatever the Avengers are in Secret War or whatever. So, but. You know, like he knows he's gonna lose at the same time, or doesn't realize that, like, when he gets out, that's what happens. It's the the closed loop. But we're getting into some Doctor Who level wibbly wobbly timey wimey crap. There's gonna be a bit of that, I think, yeah. in the series coming up because yeah. that's all what Kang is, right? Oh boy, we're gonna have some interesting podcast discussions about. Okay, so which yeah. Kang is, and then when did? Uh, yeah, if oh. we're if we're making Doctor <laughs> Who comparisons, Kang is the master. Kang, yeah. Kang is like the is very similar to the master. I I don't know who would have come first, like created wise, because I don't know when the master actually shows up in Doctor Who, like originally. Oh, I'm pretty sure the Doctor showed up before the master. Yeah. Oh, you mean between Kang and the master? Yeah, between Kang and the master. I'm and, you. But even then, like Kang's an American creation. That if the master existed, he probably wasn't well known on the side of the. Eh, the Would have been in the '60s, I imagine. Yeah. Anyway, we digress. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I mean, I don't honestly have too many complaints about this movie. I think my no, my major no. complaint was Evangeline Lilly's hair was awful. That, that was funny. That was the universal complaint between you and I and Karina. Uh-huh. Was her her hair is like, who thought this was oh, a good no. idea? And it's, I think it's her real haircut, too, because in the before the show. Yeah, you can see it had grown out. Yeah. Grown out a little bit. Ooh. I loved, loved, loved that because it's Ant-Man, they had to get some ants in there. And <laughs> I noticed Michael Douglas's character, Hank, playing with his hearing aid. Yeah. during the movie and i was like oh i figured you know if you're in the quantum realm you're probably not picking up the receptor or whatever i don't know how hearing aids work very well so i was like oh th- that's interesting how they're like you know modern technology in the quantum realm is wiggly wobbly and then it turns out that his his space age ant farm <laughs> all the ants survived and they because time is weird in the quantum realm they built their own civilization and they can talk to him and then it's like he shows up with the ant army and i'm like mm. yeah king the conqueror is defeated by ants I, I had completely forgotten that's how he talked to ants because like when his the, hearing aid? yeah because when it, like it, it's been a while since we watched oh, the that's first true two. yeah that's a it, it's not i don't think it's supposed to be a hearing aid it's no, his it's, communicator it's his, yeah yeah but i had completely forgotten that and the first time you see it, it is when they're having pizza at, the, oh, at yeah. the house and part of me like is like is he getting his lines fed to him because some actors will do <laughs> that uh, marlon brando was like if he's getting his like lines, infamous for if he's it. getting his lines fed to him, they're doing it very unsubtly. Yeah, and like, <laughs> but like how they showed it, it was not like a blatant shot. It was just like sort of like a little bit from the side. I'm like, why? Or it also could be like maybe he's just old and he has a hearing aid. And so then when I it got to that part, I'm like, oh yeah, that's how he controls the ants. Yeah, we probably should have watched 
the other two Ant-Mans before we went and saw this one. But I mean, we remembered enough of it to get yeah. the big picture. Um, and then my <laughs> my theory is that after Kang the Conqueror's gone, the technologically advanced ants decide to enslave all of the quantum realm people. And they, they just made things they, worse. They become the new <laughs> the new dictators. Also, did you ever did you have the Simpsons <laughs> joke flashing through your head when the ants get sucked into the quantum realm of protect the queen? Who's the queen? I'm the queen. Uh, uh, yeah, no, I did not. because somebody, not mentioning names, who was sitting beside me, said it out loud in the movie theater. That was me. <laughs> Overall, like pretty good and like did what it was supposed to in terms of the the mcu right is we have now established kang is the big bad and why he is the big bad yeah and they did it in a movie that is way more fun and oh and i'm gonna just keep jumping back to parts that i thought was funny like at the end we have scott's existential little crisis there where he's like happily walking down the street like it was good we saved the day or did we he said that if we killed him it would make him stronger wait did, did, did we screw everything up? I'm sure it'll all work out. La, 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 la. <laughs> I, I, for a little while there, though, I also thought they were writing out Ant-Man and uh, Wasp out of the series. Like, I thought they were going to be stuck in the quantum realm. Yeah, so did I. But And, and, honestly, and then I, I even thought, like, okay, when, when Wasp goes back and the door closes, I'm like, oh, he's stuck in the quantum realm. It almost, it almost seemed like that, like... That scene that they shot of Cassie bringing out the machine to open the portal again, that almost seemed like uh, like last minute decision to add that in. Like maybe it wasn't part of their original shooting or maybe they shot it like in two different ways. Well, they have been replacing all of the old Avengers with younger versions of yeah. them, right? So like we have um, in uh, Hawkeye, we got Kate Bishop, we got... Um, well, Kate Bishop, and we also have the the other Black Widow. Yeah, we, we, I was going to just say around. we've got another Black Widow. We're going to have Ironheart. We're going to have. I don't think we're replacing Thor. Well, I mean, we. I guess there's. We've come to the. There's tons of children in, in New Asgard, mm. so I mean, we could. Replace. Well, he's training the uh, the other girl, but they're, they're yeah. In the Young Avengers, oh, there right. isn't a, a direct Thor epilogue. Or like, no, no, it feels like Thor is analog. just written right out. Yeah. Um. And now I thought, oh, okay, so Cassie's going to be the new Ant-Man. Which she still could be. Yeah, or Ant-Girl, Ant-Woman. In the comic, she is she goes either by stature or stinger. Stature yeah. is when she's like like giant person. Yeah. And then stinger is like when she's more like the like the wasp kind That's of. That's awesome. Suit. See, okay, slight tangent. This is what I like about, and I know it's not universal, but I like this about Marvel more than DC. In DC, you get. You have Batman, so you also have Batwoman, and you have Batgirl, you have Spider-Man, so you have Spider-Woman, and you have Spider-Girl. And in Marvel, and I know this isn't probably the, the, the universal. The Spider-People, that's out of Marvel. That's true. But I... I you're, no, Marvel's just as bad for it Yeah, as but DC I feel is. like Marvel is slightly better. They Well, I think it's more, uh, on both cases, it's more of a modern thing. I should have used Superman and said you have Supergirl. And- yeah, but it, like, so all the ones you're naming, with the exception of like Spider-Gwen, those are all characters that like are at the latest, like are like from the 70s. Mm. Stature was, she wasn't created until like, l- like as a superhero. I think Cassie was existed 
before that, but like I'm talking like late '90s, maybe early 2000s. Oh, okay. So, yeah, yeah. So like you find you'll find with characters like that, they get their own sort of identities the later they were created. When there there's more, I guess, like sensibilities around. Yeah. Fair it. enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Okay. So Spider Man was a bad example. But anyway, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. No. No. I get. I, I understand that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, I I. Back to the main point. I really thought that they were setting up Cassie as being the new ant-based superhero. Mm. Well, <laughs> and she's I been signed for a few movies. I would have been okay with that, honestly. Yep. As much as I absolutely adore Paul Rudd, Evangeline Lilly, I could give or take, but I like the Wasp. Um, if they had been stuck in the quantum realm and that was the end of their characters in the Marvel, in the MCU, I would have been okay with Cassie taking over. I mean, she still has Hank and Janet to help guide her. Mm. So it wouldn't be like she was completely on her own, but... As far as like the the young Avengers are going, I would have been okay with her stepping up. The funny part is, so there was a young Avengers comic. I keep meaning to like maybe I'll buy the omnibus for you because <laughs> it, it's a great series. It was uh, written by Alan Heinberg, who uh, uh, worked on the OC. Like I guess he was the showrunner for oh, cool. it, but he like big comic book nerd, and he created like this young avengers group and we've the characters that are in it we've been introduced to most of them even in like sort of small parts so like cassie uh wiccan who is and uh oh what's his brother's name basically wanda's kids yeah they are both part of it more wiccan than the the speedster one Ooh, that's another good point like with, uh, with the with the multiverses we could, they could show up. Yeah, and I then mean, they've already kind of established they exist in another multiverse. Um, but Isaiah Bradley's cool. grandson that showed up briefly yes. in Winter Soldier. He, what's his name in the comic? He, he's basically like a Captain America yeah. style one. Um, but there's a couple, like there's a couple that we haven't been introduced to, but we have seen sort of subins for. Mm-hmm. So there's a character called Hulkling. That is, he's actually a, a like a scroll or a Cree or Cree scroll hybrid or something like that. He becomes emperor of the the scrolls later on. They established at the end of She Hulk that that's Hulk has a, a son. Yeah, so that could fill in for Hulkling if they don't create him in Secret Invasion. Like yeah. that would be the obvious point part to bring that character in on. But if not, they've got Scar, who's sort of serves the same purpose except uh, um Wiccan and Hawkling like later on get married like it's oh yeah cool. uh, the I, I so I'm this was from the the creator of Young Avengers um not me and also to put this into context the creator of Young Avengers uh, I believe is gay Part of his pitch for Young Avengers, what What if we did the Avengers, but they were young and gay? <laughs> <laughs> and like he, he, like he changed things around. But like one of the central points of that series was Hulkling and, and Wiccan, Wiccan getting together and being a couple. But they could still do that with Scar. There's no reason why they couldn't make Scar the, in the, the Hulkling yeah. so- spot. So we need a like a, a magic user for the young well, Avengers. Well, that, that's Wiccan. He it's, he gets his mom's. I was hoping they were going to bring what's her face from um, Runaways, Nico. Oh uh, shit! Well, I guess technically she exists. I don't know. I don't know where the Runaways sits in 
Well, the easiest way is if I could turn turn on the TV and go to Disney Plus because they so Disney Plus has the MCU, but then they have like another category that is like MCU adjacent. Like yeah, <laughs> like the we don't know where we're putting this yet. And then they have Inhumans, the TV show, which is like we own this. We're putting it on the ser- series, but we do not acknowledge that this exists. <laughs> Yeah, I never. We didn't watch Inhumans, and we watched things about Inhumans, which make us kind of glad that we didn't watch yeah. Inhumans. Yeah, but uh, but Nico would be awesome as the magic user, and then you could bring in. I think your, she, your, the, your, I think there's a solid chance she get she might get brought in at some point because she's not really. I, I want to say she got brought. She's actually one of the the background wizards in one of the the Doctor Strange movies, but I could be wrong. Possibly, I want to say that the like she's listed in the credits or something. Because you could like easily that. like kind of retcon her background, so it's not the it's not the runaways background where you know she steals her parents' magic staff and runs off with a bunch of other villain children. Yeah, um, you could make her background different, but still have her as an awesome magic user character. So that would be cool. Because hmm. uh, I don't Wanda and Doctor Strange. Well, Doctor Strange could still come back, but I don't think Wanda's going to. She kind of got buried under a mountain. Yeah. Wibbly wibbly timey wimey. Yeah, that's true. Like it, like this is all leading to Secret Wars. Yeah, which is depend. Who's in Secret Wars? Well, see, that's the thing is if we go with who's in the comics. <laughs> uh, which one? Because that's oh, of course yeah, one of the the fun jobs Ryan and I get on uh, at Big B is because they've announced Secret Wars, we'll get people coming in looking for it. But it's a title like. Like just the title that Marvel has reused for four different series. The original one had a character called the Beyonder that brings all the heroes and villains to a planet to fight. Basically, it was a bit it, realistically, it's kind of a fun comic, but it was a toy ad. The whole reason that comic book existed is because they were bringing out like action figures of Marvel figures, and it was a way to kind of promote them. <laughs> um, you can have your own global battle yeah. by buying all of our toys. It's most notable for like the. It was one of the first big like like event books Marvel did. Like they hadn't done a book like that before, mm-hmm. and it also like uh, it's where uh, the Venom symbiote comes from. Oh, uh, yeah! Spider Man pulls it out of a vending machine. <laughs> I'm not lying. <laughs> is you can spin it any way you want. Is it's, it like one of those little capsule things where he's like, "Oh man, I wanted the Donald Duck keychain, and still much. I got a super suit." So, um, <laughs> Thor's costume gets damaged, or like his helmet gets destroyed, and somebody shows him this machine, and he clicks on it, and boom, new helmet comes out. And he puts it on. Spider-Man's costume because it's like you know made out of like actual material <laughs> is pretty. Has the worst luck. Pretty, he goes to the machine beside the machine oh, that made, and oh, apparently Peter. they put the evil symbiote machine <laughs> right beside the sh- machine that makes hats. So out comes the symbiote. Now, to be fair, <laughs> they, like we don't realize like it's evil until later on. But that's the that's the oh. where v- the venom symbiote and the black costume comes from. Peter, 
Parker. I just want to reach into the comics and give him a hug. <laughs> he has the worst luck yeah. out of any Marvel superhero. So there was that. There was a sequel to that series where the Beyonder comes to Earth, which was called Secret Wars 2. Years later, they did one where it's Nick Fury assembles a bunch of heroes to go on a secret war. And then he wipes all their memories about what happened. Uh, but the the theory is is it's the latest version of Secret Wars is kind of the basis for the movie because it it's a big multiverse mm. thing where like there are hundreds of if not thousands of like Thors from all over the place in it. Oh, there's I hope there's Thor like shows up. The different areas of, I think they call it Battle World in this one too. Different areas of it are like almost like different timelines. Like there's a whole area where it's like the old man Logan world, mm-hmm. and he gets sucked into ours at the end of it. Do it's the, the one big change would be, unless they're doing going to do some like really big stuff, is Doctor Doom is the big villain in Secret Wars. He basically he gets the Infinity Gauntlet and he becomes like God and he reshapes. I assume that they're the universe changing that so it's Kang. Possibly because the, the the first movie is Kang Dynasty out of like the two ending the phase. Yeah. So it's the Kang Dynasty and then <laughs> it's Secret Wars. Mm. I think I think that's the order it's going in. So I would assume that it is too because like. There's no way to really build up Doctor Doom that quick because I, I'm not even sure we get the fantastic. I think we get the one Fantastic Four movie in this. Yeah. Range. I love that Doctor Doom is the one villain that Grogo hasn't been able to rehabilitate. <laughs> <laughs> He's just doing good for his people. That's his <laughs> and whole it's thing. the one villain that Doctor Doom really hates, Squirrel Girl. <laughs> Oh, such a good comic series. I love Squirrel Girl. I got to reread that. I, I hope we see her at some point. Oh, my God. Me, too. I I kind of feel that, like, she would fit in really well. Because we, we've now introduced comedy and yeah. weirdness, right? Yeah, but I'll, I, I'm, I'm so invested in her now that if they don't do her right, I'm going to be very upset. They would, In my mind right now, their best go would be to go back and, like, and use the the girl that they cast for the, or the woman that they yeah. cast for the show because she's been doing the voice of Squirrel Girl yeah in everything since like they obviously like her for that part she's obviously good it's yeah. just that new warrior show just didn't happen yeah and they were well at least for the the podcast that they had um they've been using the continuity from the uh the comic um so they could basically make the comic into a show that would be amazing. Yeah. I it, like she could also like you know appear on something like She-Hulk. Like she wouldn't be out of place no. appearing on She-Hulk. No, or Spider-Man. Yeah, at some point, but the problem is is Spider-Man is kind of like yeah, it's that weird and <sighs> apparently they're working on another one like with Tom Holland, so. Yay, I Tom Holland's my favorite Spider-Man. He's so good. He's so cute. Pinch his little cheeks. <laughs> Pinch his little cheeks. <laughs> well, I mean, okay, I'm I'm too old to, you know, 
he he's like cute like a I like find, a puppy like a ch- like a child not like <laughs> cute he's like. not that young yeah okay but he's we're not that now. young either no, dear. that's that's true. he is like <laughs> more than half our age <laughs> he is young enough to be our child yeah which makes me feel like a cougar unless I clarify that he is like child cute and not like Chris Helmsworth cute. <laughs> There's a difference. Fair enough. <laughs> I'm stopping now before I dig deeper. <laughs> so overall, you liked Loved it. it? Loved it. Okay. Um, so We'll watch again. You will watch again? Mm-hmm. Uh, before, I guess... I, I'm not exactly sure what Ryan and Ed are doing, but uh, do you have a geek pick this week? Um, <laughs> I guess my geek pick is my latest collecting obsession. <laughs> Which you can see on the Dolls and Ponies Instagram. Yes, you can, at Dolls and Ponies. Um, I started buying Rainbow High dolls, and they are freaking adorable. Um, so they are, they're fashion dolls. They're about 10 inches Um and they come usually with uh, another, a second set of outfit and a second set of cl- of shoes. Um, and apparently they're a whole YouTube show that I've never watched. I just got them because they're adorable. So I found one at, at Value Village and I was like, okay, she's cute. And then it went quickly downhill from there. Um, I refuse to pay full price for them though because they are $45 plus tax. Really? They're that expensive? They're freaking expensive. So I have been instead... But- Looking but for like yeah, most of my figures, like if I buy them at retail, are forty bucks, and it's less plastic than I would say are in yours. Are you saying that I can start buying them? No, for I'm saying that like <laughs> the prices on action figures and toys on a whole are like out of whack. Yeah, so I've been actually having pretty good luck. Knock on wood, so it doesn't jinx it. Finding them um, on like our the online auction site that we go to. Or um, I've been doing a lot of searching on Facebook Marketplace for them, um, just because I'm like I'll, I'm willing to pay up to thirty bucks, but forty five plus tax is a lot, and uh, I'm sorry I'm not made of money, but they're adorable. Um, but you know I'm still also buying Barbies, and if I can find them, Cave Club dolls. So um, we need a bigger house. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, my geek pick is the Rainbow High dolls. They're so cute. My geek pick is come to Big B and buy lots of stuff so I keep my job. <laughs> <laughs> so I can keep buying Rainbow High dolls. <laughs> and we don't lose our house. <laughs> Please note we are not in any danger of losing our house. No. Uh, it's just an ongoing joke that Brent and I have. Yes. Uh, actually, so I'm going with the toy too because it's awesome. I picked up the Marvel Legends mojo this week. It's creepy. Yeah, but it's accurate. Yes. Like, uh, like Mojo shouldn't be cute. He is not. No, he's not. And it's uh, like he's a beefy boy too. Like the like, not a, well. The character is obese. It's that's part of the the shtick of it. But the like just the size of the figure and everything, it scales really well. I, I'm going to take some pictures of him in Longshot because that's where Longshot comes from. So Brent's got his Mojo figure sitting on an ottoman that our cat likes to lie on. And my poor kitty, I, w- I will move. Jumped Mojo. up on the ottoman, saw Mojo, freaked the hell out, and ran off. So <laughs> now Mojo needs to find another home. <laughs> yep. Now I'm gonna redo my shelves because I I think I've got enough X Men villains now that like they take up a shelf of their own. Mm. Yeah. 
But uh, I'm going for the bigger house option. Or a separate house. <laughs> like we, we do the Guillermo del Toro and buy our neighbor's house and just fill it full of our stuff. <laughs> For two of us, we unfortunately we don't don't have oh. Guillermo del Toro money. Yeah. But. Guillermo, if you're listening, please buy us another house. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he would listen to our podcast. I seriously like we're, doubt weirdly, it. I think we're not nerdy enough for him. We are like also if, a very small podcast based out of Northern yeah, Ontario. But he spends most of his he spends like a lot of time in like Toronto. That's true. Yeah, I I want to say I could be wrong. I want to say his like current wife is Canadian. Oh. Like met her here, so he like divides the time between here and Los Angeles or something. So maybe he is listening. Mm, could be. Hey, Guillermo del Toro, if you're listening, we'd love to have you on. Yes. <laughs> Even if you just want to talk nerd stuff and don't want to talk your movies, <laughs> we'll we'll just like we'll just have him on like and just say like our friend Guillermo, and that'll be it. You to be fair, how to pronounce I, your name correctly. I have put that offer out to a certain pro wrestler who is a little bit of a nerd. That like, hey, what, if, all of them? No, <laughs> no, not all of them are like super nerdy. Good chunk of them are. A good chunk of them are. But I have put that out to this is one I kind of know. Like, hey, if you ever want to do reviews of stuff, but don't want to do it like in character or anything like that, I'll just make a segment and we'll just use your first name. And those people who will know will know, but like other people will just wonder who this random person is. <sighs> Speaking of random people, uh, <laughs> segway. Uh, thank you very much to our patrons. You can, if you want to, uh, give us a couple bucks to uh, help keep the show up and running, which it is at the moment. Um, you can go to Patreon. Uh, dot com slash true north nerds three bucks gets you in the door it's not a lot of exclusive content or anything like that there will be a couple things here and there um where it'll definitely pop up on the patreon first and then go uh, elsewhere like onto our regular feed um i'm working on something that i want to do exclusive i just haven't completely cracked the code yet <clears throat> or at least it'll be exclusive for like six months and then it'll go onto our regular feed so um, but uh, the, the one thing it does get you is a shout out on every episode. So uh, thanks and uh, shout outs go to Drew Parent, uh, the aforementioned Karina, who I'm sorry you didn't get to uh, to be on this episode. The the, yeah. the timing just went like completely the weekend uh, plans weird. went totally out the window. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Rhino Vision. Uh, Alex from uh, uh, the wonderful podcast Composers. I, I highly recommend their latest episode. As as of the time of this recording, they did. They're doing a soundtrack month as opposed to scores. Oh, and they did the soundtrack to uh, World's End, the uh, the Edgar Wright movie, the the last in the Coronado trilogy. The, oh the, yeah, yeah, which is a great movie, and their their episode on it's really good. Um, Team Woods, who has uh, kindly done truenorthnerds.com, our landing page, which sends you to the various things that we are. Um, thank you very much, Team Woods. Mike Hammond, uh, Gavin, and Rex, who is sort of the other reason why, <laughs> inadvertently, why uh, Karina didn't end up being on the show, because uh, Rex was in town and we uh, hung out with him 
late on Saturday night after the movie. So. Instead of recording. Instead of recording. But, for you know, friends are more important in some ways than, yep. than podcasts. But. Yep. Um, thank you to all you patrons. And uh, that's it for this episode. In a couple weeks, we'll have another episode. Uh, I don't know what's going on it because the other guys aren't here and we haven't discussed it. <laughs> There's probably a couple movies coming out between like now and then that, that one of them, it might be like a hodgepodge of us all going to see different things. Oh, okay. Yeah, because I think in, uh, I want to say in two weeks, I might have seen the new Scream movie too. I am not seeing Which that. you are not seeing. Nope. So... But, uh, yeah, I'll go we'll, see another movie, and then I'll talk about whatever yeah, movie but, that uh, is. I want to say there's something else coming out that we all want to see, too, that's like coming out shortly. So, mm. But I can't remember what it is. Hey, it's my birthday soon. Yep. So, nice birthday present would be to subscribe to our Patreon. Yes. <laughs> our, our goal, like, we have a very minimal goal this year. We want to add two more patrons. Yes, please. So, if you know somebody who might like this podcast, just share it with them. And yeah. if... Uh, that person likes this podcast enough, uh, throw us a couple bucks. We would appreciate it. Um, but if you can't, please rate and review on your podcasting app of choice. That that helps get the word out there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, we'll uh, see everybody in two weeks. Yep. Bye-bye. Set your phasers to sexy. Thank you for listening to the True North Nerds. You can find us at truenorthnerds.com or on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at True North Nerds. To contact one or any of the nerds, you can email them at truenorthnerds at gmail.com. Theme music provided by Kirby Crackle. You can find more of their music at kirbycracklemusic.com. If you like this show, please go to your podcast app of choice and rate and review us.